0: Hey everyone, this is Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today for another episode of We Nation Podcast, and I have another wonderful artist to bring to you. This wonderful artist has some great music that we're going to share with you, and in fact, we have a lot in common by way of the South. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I want you to help me welcome to We Nation Radio, Mahogany mahogany, Amateur. Give her a round of applause. <laughs> Welcome Mahogany, to We Nation Radio. Thank, Thank you for being here. All right and first of all tell the audience a little bit about who you are and, uh, and a little bit about what you do.
1: Okay um, so I'm a country girl born and raised in uh, South Carolina, Summerton, South Carolina to be exact and uh-huh. because I'm a uh, southern country girl um once i m- came full circle and and made it back to south carolina i think it um gave me the uh authentic vibe to begin creating music i think to that really speaks to my spirit and i think that transitioned into a better uh, conversation between me and people who listen to my music. And um, so that was a major thing for me um, coming back home to South Carolina. And I think it really enhanced my artistry.
0: Hmm. Now, what type of artist, if someone asks you, what type of artist are you? I know some may say, uh, you know, I do adult music. I do family music. I do this style of music. How would you describe yourself?
1: Um, so, my husband and I have coined our music as a "funky organic soul," mm. and so th- those three words. Of course, the 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 funk is is just in our music, right? That's in our DNA. It's it's in our spirit, and organic because it yes. it it happens naturally, and soul because that's what I want to reach when I sing to you. Whenever you you know see. A performance, or if you're in the, the classroom, we really want to be able to touch your soul. And so right. that's that's those those three words even came up organically. So that's what that's what I consider my style to be. It's it's oh, not on the Grammys okay. list, <laughs> 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 right? Not but yet. Not yet. right, <laughs> but that's that's what it is.
0: <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit about Collard Green Crown.
1: So Collard Green Crown is a song that actually started with um, artwork, artwork that was created by Natalie Days. And for anybody who was, you know, watching cartoons and TV, uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s, then you would have seen Gullah Gullah Island on Nick Jr. um, TV. And yes. Natalie and Ron Days were the creators and the producers of Gullah Gullah Island. And so Miss Natalie, she's such a, you know, a multidisciplinary artist. She's also not just an actress, you know, and a great storyteller, but she's a visual artist. And she has a right. a series, it's called the collared series. And so everyone in this series that she painted has collard greens um in you know in some way or another. And The the picture that she painted of me, because I wear head wraps a lot, my head wrap is made out of collard greens. And when she finally presented me with um, the final picture, um, I was sitting at my computer. My husband was playing some music in the background. And that's how Collard Green Crown came to be. Uh, So it was a culmination of the music, the visual artist, and then me, you know, being in the middle of that, and that's how the lyrics came, and so that's how the song, uh, Collar Green Crown came to be.
0: And and that's appropriate for someone from Summerton, you know. Um, you know, <laughs> we, have that in common. we have that in common because my mother is also from Summerton, and you all both went to the same high school, Scotch Branch High School, yes. And so, um, that's amazing, a, I'm so proud of it, especially. Yes, <laughs> the history of Scotch Branch and the Board of Education, the, the yeah. Brown versus Board of Education Supreme Court case, mm-hmm. uh, has part of its origins there. So uh, that's absolutely wonderful. So I'll tell you what, let's take a moment. Let's take a listen to Collar Green Crown by Mahogany Amager. <laughs>
2: Your colorful laughter is food to my soul. Your essence is so necessary for me to grow. You're the main ingredient for the recipe of life. You sprinkle all your magic while shining so bright. Nobody can replace you and all the things you do. I wear you so proudly because you brought me through my color green crown, color green crown, color green crown, color green crown. Color green crown. Tells me what is good with seasoning of peace. Measure that with kindness, feel the increase in the garden of your dream, Love is seeping through the steam. With mama's pot of joy, oh nothing can destroy. And all the things you do, I wear you so proudly Because you brought this room I call the green crown Call the green crown Call the green crown Call the green crown The dream has come alive, you're so vital Your journey is so vast, you're in below oh. It tells my history, it feeds my soul part of my culture, more than diamonds and gold, diamonds and gold, yeah, Woo! nobody can replace you, and all the things you do, I wear you so proudly, because you brought this room I call the green crown, I call the green crown.
0: Collar Green Crown. I love that. That was, and when did you uh, uh, make that song?
1: That song was 2014, I believe. Okay,
0: great. Yeah, that I think was that was 2014. Okay, and I love it. And I know that, um, well, no, 16, you have I'm sorry. Oh, 2016. 2016. Okay, 2016. Yeah, 16. Okay. And I know that while you have your roots down in South Carolina, you spent a lot of time in the Washington, D.C. area, which is where I met you. Yes. Uh, as we both were mm-hmm. performing um, with, uh, was it uh, so, uh, Princess. Princess of Controversy? Yes. At that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Princess yep. now. Yes. Um, so talk a little bit about the work that you did here, because I understood you got recognized by the Prince George's County um, uh, County Executive at the time. And uh, you, and you, you, I might even met your husband there or something like that. Yeah. I talk a little bit about that, mm-hmm. that history.
1: So that was quite amazing. We had, um, I met just so many wonderful people. And Miss Peggy, oh my God, what is Miss Peggy's um, last name? She has an organization, the Sisters for Sisters Network. And because, um, you know, we were doing just a lot of community work, we had partnered up with um, my husband's cousin husband and. She, cousin, and she had an um, organization called Harriet's Girls. And through Harriet's Girls, you know, we just started, there was a monthly community project, Um, you know, with Thanksgiving, we were feeding the homeless. Um, You know, we were out, um, you know, at at the Anacostia River, Um, you know, we're doing Earth Day. Um, That was one of the projects where we went down and cleaned up alongside the river. And so we just Mm -hmm. started, we started meeting amazing people, And was able to perform at a lot of, you know, great um, festivals and and organizations. And I think Miss Peggy, you know, just kind of caught wind of that. And I had just released the album and she was listening to the music. And I honestly don't know how that proclamation, you know, Mm -hmm. came to be, but... um, at my listening party, um, she actually presented us with a proclamation, and we actually have our own day. Um, oh, <laughs> yes! Wow. Yeah, I know. It, I, I mean, it really just blew us away. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah and that was—I uh, want to say that that happened in Maryland. Um, we were living in DC at the time, but, but yeah, it was—it was one of those things. You're like, what? Like, really?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, but just grateful that it yeah. that it did happen. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and so talk to us a little bit um, about uh, your partnership with Andre, Andre, and the work that you all are doing um, and the foundations and all the wonderful work that you all do uh, together.
1: Yeah. So, and this actually also started in D.C., um, our nonprofit called Responsible Artistry, we just kind of we we decided to make a movement of partnering with uh, or being strategic about um, art organizations and festivals and performances, you know that we were a part of, and somehow or another because of that decision to do that, you know it was coined um, responsible artistry, you know being responsible about the decisions and the choices that we were make and not only in the music, but also what we were doing in the community. And so for a long time, it was just a movement. And then we made the decision to actually, you know, make it a nonprofit and get incorporated. And once we decided to do that, um, that's when the teaching artistry became, um, we were already doing it. But it just it it made it, uh, it it like put a stamp on it, and mm-hmm. it was like as soon as we did that, the universe was like, oh, okay, so now that you have officially, you know, um, made a decision to do this, then we we started to get invited into you know the the into the schools and and outside of our own community, you know, other school districts were mm-hmm. inviting us, you know, to do artist residencies and. I was even even able to go to Cuba and do a residency to Belize. Mm. And so responsible artistry just, you know, it became international. And um we now have our own um space. You know, we were always partnering with other people and, you know, in someone else's um basement, you know, so to speak, but now we yeah. have our actually, yeah. you know, we have our our own space that we can create in and amazingly enough that space is where the movie radio was filmed
0: oh really yes
1: um so it's like you know how cool is that (laughs) the the room the room that we're actually in is actually in the the movie in the classroom scene uh where he the the teacher leaves out and asks him to you know take the lead in the classroom and so that's the room that we're
0: in Mm, wow. Yeah. And so and I'm and I'm glad you mentioned the whole thing about being a teaching artist, because to me, that's you know something I really discovered about four years ago, working here in Maryland and in, in Virginia. Um, talk a little bit about what that really is for those who may never heard that. I know you mentioned residencies. Mm-hmm. What does that entail?
1: So what that is. So as a as an artist, as a musician, you know what? It, it doesn't really matter what discipline you're in um we all have in in my opinion we all have the the opportunity and we have the ability to use what we've learned for all those years that you've been in that artist field and then take it to the classroom and apply it to you know everyday life with the children in the classroom and mm-hmm. the thing that i love about it is that you have the teacher who has the technical, you know, side. They've, they've gone to a four-year college or, you know, six years, and they've gotten a degree to be able to be in the classroom. And then here we are, you know, we're grassroots. We're really just bringing our instincts, you know, and what we've learned throughout our careers. And it's a whole different – it's, it's the, the opposite side of the coin, you know, where the kids can have the best of both worlds, in my opinion. And, yes, I, you know, I love when we're able to be in the classroom and the teacher is actually in there with us. And, yes. you know, when you know, they can it's appreciate...
0: Not break time. It's not break time for the teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Right. You know, when we can appreciate each other, you know, and, and the things that we bring and apply it. And that way, the, the in my opinion, you know, the kids get... The best of both worlds because they're able to see, okay, I can actually make a living out of this, you know, and come back and, and, you know, and do the same thing because you always have to be able to reach back. And so they get to see, you know, the community service in it. They get to see that, okay, I can make other career choices, you know, and actually have fun doing it and love what I do. And so it's, it's just right. having the the mindset to take what you've learned and take it into the classroom and just do you, you know, you don't have to, to pretend you, you, you're actually doing the thing that you love and the kids can see that in you, you know, when you're doing it.
0: You know, the hardest transition for me in becoming a teaching artist was uh, preparing lesson plans because Mm -hmm. we as artists don't usually do those. I had the same Uh, issue. That was my, (laughs) okay did it get easier as you started doing more
1: it did because i was trying again i was trying to do what a traditional teacher does and i don't have to do that you know you know and so what we did was we reached out to someone who knows how to do that but they were able to use our music and our artistry and put that on paper as opposed to trying to do something that we're not even familiar with. So that's what made it easier for exactly. us. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And you learn it. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, once you get over the intimidation, exactly, of it and yeah. you, you really understand you, you focus in on what you have to do. It, it really made it much easier for me. Yep. Um, okay. Well, that's great. Now um, before we go further, if someone wants to reach you, uh, you have a website. Can you share that with them?
1: Yes. Uh, my website is mahogany dot com. That's m a h o g a n e e dot com, and you can also go to studios dot com to and You'll find everything there about all things mahogany, all things about my husband, our nonprofit, everything, all the goodies.
0: And on your nonprofit site, they're able to make a donation too. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facebook just okay. approved us after. A year and a half of going back and forth.
0: <laughs> you know, I can talk all day about Facebook um and going through the oh my goodness. Now see, I have for We Nation Radio, we are um we have a, a fiscal sponsor. Okay. So we're unable to list them because we're not a, a full-fledged uh nonprofit. So uh, oh, okay. we're in the process of getting our own nonprofit status. Yeah. Um and and then we will be going through what you went through. Uh, to uh, get, get certified to get a donation <laughs> button on there. Yeah, but,
1: uh, literally sorry. two, I think two days ago, I, I got the email saying, you've been approved.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, I'll, I want to shift a little bit and talk a, a little bit about Juneteenth. Okay. Um, you sent me a song uh, over the summer and it blew me away. Uh, and the song was simply entitled 1619. Talk a little bit about what that song is and why you wrote it. Um, So
1: 1619 came about. Um, Nicole uh, Hannah-Jones um, did a write-up for the New York Times, and it was called The 1619 Project. And it really just caught my attention. And because 1619, you know, according to uh, the scholars, is the year that the first... Um, Africans that had been uh, captured, you know, and enslaved mm-hmm. is when, you know, they mm-hmm. came over. And once I started, I, I went through the article and, and through the article, she's now doing the 1619 podcast. And so I started listening yes. to the podcast and it just, because she had real people on there the article is one thing when you're reading it, but when you actually get to hear these black farmers, you know, talk about literally 30 years of being tormented and, you know, not getting the, the, the funding that they're supposed to get and losing their land and talking about how our music is weaved into every fabric of music in America. It just like, it, it stuck to my bones. And, right. Right you know th- the same way that Col Green Crown came about um you know my the the music was playing you know the this the podcast was in my spirit, and there was some art you know around me and it wa it was like it just it just started to pour out of me and so we decided to release it on Juneteenth, and I only had like it was less than two weeks to actually you know, it to all of the streaming networks. So I didn't even know if it was going to be available on um, Juneteenth, but I did it anyway. And it would have at least been released through my website if nowhere else. Yes. And so okay. it was able to be released, um, you know, everywhere on uh, Juneteenth. And I think you and there was one other person that I sent it to, to get their opinions um there's a Gullah professor at Harvard we sent it um to him his name is Sun and we sent it to you to you know because you guys are your musicians you know you understand the culture and Mm -hmm. you both came back with very different but similar um you know views and yes actually every person that's listened to it um, I've had people, you know, in tears, you know, because it yes. it's, it's yes. written um, like our history is written. And yes. but at the end, it's a celebration. But you've got to go through the pain in the beginning of the song, <laughs> you know, to, yes. to, to get You're to happy. the victory at the end. And so um, and it was the same way for me when I wrote it. And I only recorded it once. You know, I didn't go back and and try to fix anything because it was Mm -hmm. it was so much emotion. The first time I sung it, you know, to record it, I was like, I I physically wasn't even able to do it again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, really. Yeah. You can really feel it in the song. In fact, we're going to let our audience listen to that right now. This is um, a mahogany song called 1619.
2: Yesterday I woke up a queen Tonight she'll be murdered in my dreams Kidnapped with silent screams Stolen from history Taken from my home of all my pride I'm somewhere Stranger to my reflection, my reflection. Ooh. Sixteen nights. Mm-hmm. Oh, Freedom
0: that moves the soul. Um, we were just listening to Mahogany uh Amager with her song 1619, and and for those just you don't want to make any assumptions, but 1619 is one of the dates that they suggest was the beginning of Africans being sold into slavery into the West. Uh, and I say that because there are some other dates that say right. that it actually happened. Yeah, that. absolutely. Um, and so, um, but the fact is, it, it still commemorates a time and mm-hmm. a shift. And um, uh, so, and, and 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 for me, it's appropriate that someone from Somerton, South Carolina, um, you know, especially coming out of the South, would be able to not only make that song, but sing it with the passion that you that you sung that was a beautiful beautiful song thank you and uh and and you know and and we're going to do what we can um you know here at we nation radio to make sure that it gets out there so that others can can hear it um let me ask you as we uh, begin to wrap up uh in the wake of the election results and the fact that you know uh the current president refuses to um acknowledge the election what's the sentiment from your, you know, from where you are in South Carolina? What's, what, what are you, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Um, I know again, you're, you're in the South, so you probably get Mm to get to see perspectives on both ends. What, what's your, what's your take on that?
1: You know, it's, it's, (laughs) it's interesting because here, you know, we see, you know, people and this is probably national at this point, you know, a lot of, um, the forty five supporters ride around you know with you know his name and flag you know on the vehicles and um and yeah. here in the south you 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 would you'll even see the confederate flag flying in the yards and okay but for for us black folk um at least the ones that I know, you know we're doing grassroots work you know and Right, building in our community and trying to prepare and have people be as forward-thinking as possible, because there's so much work, you know that that needs to be done, that has to be done, and and also prepare ourselves if we have to protect ourselves, you know, right. physically. Um, yes. yes, you know it, exactly, and so. You know, we have people from every uh, business um, venture that you can think of, you know, from self-defense, you know, from farming, um, you know, entrepreneurs, people who, uh, you know, do marketing, just all coming together, you know, for the greater good and, you know, to help nation build. And that's what we're doing. You know that's that's what yes. the people that that who I roll with that's what we're doing, and okay. and 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 letting them know that you know we're we we are we are our ancestors, and we are also not. So, yes. you know, un- understand that you know we're not going to allow ourselves to be walked over, and we're going to protect ourselves by any means necessary. That's right. So that's that's, that's what. Is going on here in my world
0: <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> absolutely well and 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 that goes back to that old classic you know piece you know some people took nonviolence as a principle whereas mm-hmm. others took it as a tactic and sometimes yeah. it's the perfect tactic yeah sometimes it isn't the perfect tactic exactly we, we, we exactly reserve, we reserve the right to be able to make that desert, that, that decision mm-hmm. and when those that are attacking you know that you reserve that right it yeah. it shifts it does the whole perspective but yeah. yeah. Um it but we, I do does. think that you know, a lot of people are recognizing and sensing uh what's going on and that many um white supremacist organizations have been pushing for and looking for the next Civil War. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's what yep, and, and, you're and, right. and, and forty and, and, and Donald Trump has tied into that that network and is also the leader of that movement. hmm And absolutely. so um, so I, I'm I'm glad to hear you talk about, you know, um, businesses coming together, which is why We Nation Radio exists because we need to control every aspect of, uh, of business, commerce, of Mm -hmm. of activity in our community. And We Nation Radio is doing that for the music. Right. Um, Absolutely. And I'm, you know, and so that's why we want to create this platform to interview people like yourself to share your music, um, and, again, I just say that was a beautiful song, beautiful music. And, again, share how people can reach you if they need to.
1: Um, so people can reach me. Every Everything, you know, all social media, it's Mahogany. That's M-A-H-O-G-A-N-E-E. Or it'll be Mahogany in my last name. Um, Mahogany, M-A-H-O-G-A-N-E-E. A as in apple, M as in Mary. I, G as in great, E as in Eric. Um, are as in uh, radical. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, at Mahogany or at Mahogany at Majeer or um, on my website at Mahogany.com.
0: Okay. Well, Mahogany, I, w- I want to thank you for taking some time. And in fact, for those who are listening, this is the second time I had to interview her because for some <laughs> reason we had technical difficulties the first time. But thank you for sharing your information, your wonderful music. Uh, we look forward to continuing to um, to to connect and whenever the COVID-19 ends and I make my way back down to Somerton South Carolina I'm going to make sure I look you up because I'm sure we know some of the same people absolutely cousins somewhere down, <laughs> down in the, you know down the it. line I don't even know it <laughs> <laughs> alright well look have a wonderful day thank you very much for, for being here and for those listening thank you for taking the time to listen to We Nation Radio I'm your host Uncle Devin the children's drum cushionist And remember, life is a drum, so beat it.